Trips and welcome to another instalment of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. I'm Chris Toll, and as always, I'm joined by my brother from another mother, the man of a million pointless facts, the immortal Keezy. <laughs> what an intro that is. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, to celebrate the upcoming release of Jumanji The Next Level, we've decided to take us back to the year that the first film was originally released, which is 1995. 1995 seen the debuts of such current megastars as Casey Affleck, Peter Dinklage, Will Ferrell, Charlize Theron and everybody's favourite, Paul Rudd. <laughs> We've got a lot of films to get through, so... Let's crack on then, uh, mate. So we, we start with uh, the film that's brought us to this year, which is Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, everybody loves Robin Williams, oh, you know what I mean? But carries this film, he's absolutely... I think he carried 90% of the films that he was <laughs> in, to be honest with you. I mean, Night of the Museum wouldn't have been anywhere near as good as if it wasn't for him. But um, in this case, it's not my favourite movie, I've got to admit. I, I think that the more recent one with The Rock and Kevin Hart and that was actually better. Um, the reboot of the franchise has definitely been a huge success so far and uh, the new one that's coming out I think it's next week the 13th um, it, it looks hilarious again I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely up for it I, I, I'm you, I agree with you I think the the reboot was better aye. but Jumanji's still it's a good film aye, it is, it's a good film and do you know what again it's another one of the ones that was quite scary see when you were a, when you were a kid I mean, I was, I think I was 12 going on 13 when this came out, but yeah. I was still a wee bit, here, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, there's a horror film in there, isn't there? Definitely. There's Aye. a horror film in there. Aye. That would be a good horror Aye. movie. Definitely would be, yeah. Anyway, um, like kind of the Jungle Book meets Nightmare on Elm Street. It's <laughs> <laughs> a winner. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, it's it's got a lot of heart, this film as well, the original. Aye, it definitely has. Aye. A lot of touching moments in it Aye, and stuff like that, with the kids. And, Aye, uh, and Back in the day, it was the, the special effects were brilliant in this, but back in the day, they, obviously the, the kind of animals... The animals do look dated uh, now. Now, now they do, Aye. but... Um, if you look, look at... past it, but... Aye, but see if you look now, like see that recent Lion King, uh, so the live action and, uh, <laughs> remake I think that suffered because it was too realistic and the animals didn't emote their faces you couldn't yeah, see any emotions uh, on their faces or anything so like films like Jumanji and stuff like that although it's a wee bit more it's a, it's a wee bit more like uh, cartoony aye cartoony and like uh, I don't know what you'd say like, unrealistic basically yeah. it's it's still brilliant to watch, even yeah. even now, man. Even now, but like I said, I preferred the the more recent imagining yeah. story. When you look at all the other films that we're about to talk about, I think it's lucky that we're actually talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but uh, you, we will probably get quite a few folks saying that Jumanji is an absolute masterpiece. But it's no Mrs. Doubtfire. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next then, Keezy? I don't know, have you got the list? I do have the list actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got the list here. So the next one on the list is again a film that you and I both love. Oh, um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Which was the biggest grossing film of that year. It was the biggest grossing film of the year, and rightfully so. Yeah. But 
surprisingly, when you see what number two was, you would have thought that number two would have been much more successful than Die Hard with a Vengeance, but... It shows you how popular John McLean is. Aye, or, or was. Aye, After that absolute abomination of number oh, five. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> that felt, that's its own the, podcast one day. Aye, definitely. Let's fight just cut this here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Die Hard with a Vengeance, John McLean, again, the most unlucky man in the world, um, manages to get rid of Hans Gruber in the first movie. Aye. So, in Die Hard with a Vengeance, he comes up against another German super terrorist, and it turns out, obviously, that it's Hans Gruber's brother. Yep. Um, but he gives him tasks all the way through the movie. If he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, complete the tasks, he'll blow up schools. Aye. Um, I and, loved all those with the riddles and all uh, that. Brilliant, man. I, see, I always thought that that could have been the way that they'd done a Batman movie, with the Riddler. Uh, that would have been great. Do you know what I mean? It would, have, it would have been superb. Um, so, yeah. still, Samuel L. Jackson steals the show, well, doesn't he? Every word out of his mouth is gold. I know. And Bruce Willis gets great lines as well. It's just one of those films that just quoted all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you quoting something in the pub. But <laughs> 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 uh, so. That's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so, uh, but. Now, this, again, we're going to talk about a film later on uh, in this episode, but talking about this, this spawned one of the best video games, man. Oh, the Die Hard Trilogy. The Die Hard Trilogy, Die Vengeance one, when you were in the taxi trying to make aye. it to all the checkpoints, was superb, and it was like what the actual movie was aye. like as well. It's definitely the best Die Hard other than the first one. I mean, there's no question about that. Aye, I'd agree. What's your order? I'm going right for for best to I'm worst. I'm including four because I refuse to acknowledge the other one. <laughs> was there a fifth one? <laughs> no, there was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, it's one, three, four, two. Aye, that's the that's the order I go as well. Aye, definitely. Aye, a four uh, a lot of bad uh, uh, press at the time. Aye, right? it was unrealistic, but it was still a brilliant action film. Aye. Aye. It was. But, um, it was excellent. I mean, we went to see that. We got on the cinema. Aye, aye. And remember, we were some buzzing on the taxi up the road. Aye, great. <laughs> John McLean back to his best. Yes, come on. And then when we went to see that abomination, um, the taxi ride was like as if we were coming back for the cemetery after. Seen two angrier men. After the rest of our friends <laughs> had been buried. <laughs> I mean, because let's be honest, it was like watching one of your friends getting buried. Definitely. So, do you know what? Less said about that, the better. But I had the vengeance. Absolutely, two thumbs up for me. Aye. Love it. When I was in um, the first time I went to New York, mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to go to is Central Park mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, the John Lennon uh, Imagine thing. But the other reason was to see the elephant statue for, for the film, for Die Hard with Avengers. We'll go and I was like, can you tell me what the elephant statue is? Like, eh, sorry, sir, that, that was only invented for the movie. Oh, no. uh, what? <laughs> Mate, I cannot believe you never checked that before you met. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, it was only created for the movie. Aye, well. I was like, 
I always thought the hockey statue was at the top of the, the stairs for the for the art gallery in, in Philadelphia. So did I until I went and aye, it's round the corner. Aye, it's round the corner in the wee park bit, aye. isn't it? Aye, so don't always believe what you see on the screen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the next movie on the list then, Keezy. Um, again, a film that's just recently had a sequel uh, come out in the cinema. Um, another Tom Hanks classic, uh, Toy Story. The Toy Story was really the the, the forefather, I suppose you would say, uh, the digital animation. Definitely. I still think Toy Story is a modern, uh, a recent film. So they are. See when you see it up against the Braveheart. I can't believe those two films came out in the same year. Aye, but that's the thing. The animation can stand no. the test of time. <laughs> you know, if you like, if if they remastered like Snow White. You know what I mean? It would probably look as if they had done it yesterday. Ah, true. So, but Toy Story was... Toy Story's an absolute classic, honestly. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Cheers. And one of my favourite stats is that John Ratzenberger, that, that played Cliff yeah. Clavin in, in Cheers, has been in every single Disney Pixar movie. Yeah, he's, he's a lucky charm, in the sense of He's actually, I, I believe, he's the second highest grossing actor of all time. <laughs> oh, you must be if he's in all the Pixar films. Well, he might not be there anymore, right? But he was the last time I checked. He was the second highest grossing actor of all time. And see if you had to watch Cheers and go, what one of these guys became the <laughs> highest grossing actor of all time? <laughs> it wouldn't have been Cliff Clavin no, that you said, would it? <laughs> but uh, Toy Story, getting back to it, I mean, it's like I say, it's an absolute, it's a, it's a masterpiece when you, when you think about it. Incredible characters again. I know. I mean, it's a cartoon, right? And see, when I went to see Toy Story three with my wee boy in the cinema, the tears were yeah, tripping me. Yeah. It was as if you were watching uh, again, watching your mates dying. It, that's what it was like, and you, it, I don't know. It pure takes you back to being a kid. I think. Definitely. Because right. I do still have ridiculous, like connections to my toys from when I was a kid. Like, See the memories that, that I remember, yeah. and when this started, this was the buzz light year that year. It was the most sought after toy. Absolutely, I got one. I managed <laughs> to get one. I sold it, obviously, but I got one. <laughs> um, I was—I'll not forget it. Actually, I was—I—I uh, I was in Glasgow with my mate, Big Feds, obviously your mate as well, and we were just walking by the Disney store, and as we were walking by, the guy started emptying a case of Buzz Lightyears. <laughs> I went like, Feds, come on, man, I've got to get one of these, so I got one. And I, I punted it for about five times what it was worth. <laughs> I was only a wee guy at the time, and still haven't got a penny to show. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have thought I'd have been a millionaire with behaviour like that. <laughs> but, um, oh, so, Buzz Lightyear. Aye, Buzz Lightyear was, I was, as much, again, as much as I love Tom Hanks, obviously, um, I spoke about that before, uh, Definitely, it was Buzz Lightyear was always my favourite over the day. Even even when, even to this day, I always thought Woody was a bit of a smarmy guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he struggles to shake that because remember at the start he's really jealous of Buzz and all that. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the movies, he struggles to shake that for me. <laughs> struggles to shake that. Aye, he still brings a tear to eye when he's waving goodbye. Aye, I know, I know. That's for me. It's the the best trilogy ever made and it just went and ruined it with the fourth one I hated it it was crap wasn't it Aye. it was crap why I've probably seen this a lot this year why is this film being made other than to make money 
Well, that's the thing. If you've got what you're right by the way, the Toy Story trilogy was excellent. Perfect ending. Number two was a bit ropey for me, but it, it had uh, Wayne Knight in it, who Aye. obviously um, is one of my favourite characters from my favourite TV show. Um, he played Newman in Seinfeld. Uh, he was in one of my favourite characters in one of my favourite movies. He played Dennis Nedry in Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park. Um, I, I, I thought Toy Story 2 was great. Aye, I thought yeah. 3 was the best. Out of the, the, three three of them. the 3 was excellent, it really was, man. Spanish buzz and all that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, number 3 was the first film that I went to see in 3D that I actually really noticed the 3D. Aye. Aye, I thought it was brilliant. Like, see the train bit. But, uh, See that? That looked, that looked like you were looking into the Grand Canyon. It was incredible, <laughs> honestly. But I've still never ex- been to see a three D movie that I've really thought, oh, the three D was excellent in it. But so, um, I Toy Story, obviously, I've, I know a film. You, you, were, you were saying, can't believe it didn't gross more than. Aye, than aye, absolutely. I wonder if now it, it's got to have grossed oh, more now, eh? um, because. They're both brilliant films in their own right. Um, but the next film that we're going to talk about in the last year just now is the only other James Bond movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Aye. I've seen um, what was it, Casino Royale. And I've seen this one um, purely off the back of the video game. Aye. That's GoldenEye. GoldenEye is... As good a film as Goldeneye is. It's a good film, definitely. The video game eclipsed it. Aye. Some brilliant performances in this. Um, obviously, you've got Pierce Brosnan. Um, first out in his 007. A great 007. Aye. Aye. Well, I've not really got much to, to bit through what I hear. Um, he's one of the better ones. Aye. Um, I think I, I prefer Daniel Craig. Uh, I, I do prefer Daniel Craig. Fade. I just preferred the movie, Kissing uh, Royal to, to Goldeneye, but Goldeneye was brilliant. Uh, you've got Robbie Coltrane, you've got Sean Bean, you've got Alan. Uh, Alan Cummins. Alan Cummins, aye. aye. Um, My second favourite Bond girl is Isabella Scarocco. Who's your favourite? Uh, Sophie Muscle. And what one was she in? Uh, the World Is Not Enough. She plays like Electric King, and that's plays it. Electric, okay. they've, all got, they've always got belt names, haven't they? <laughs> What's your name, Pussy Galore? What? <laughs> Please, give me some of the other ones. Oh, my mind's been blank. Oh, you've got that amnesia again, mate. <laughs> that amnesia, the podcast Dr. amnesia. Dr. Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. Yeah, so they can... So, Dr. what? Christmas only comes once a year. So <laughs> terrible gag. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> a belter. Uh, imagine she get married to Jim Carrey's character for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I'll leave that one to the listeners to figure it out. Right, um, so Goldeneye, again, a decent film for me, a decent film, I enjoyed it. Um, but I watched it off the back of a video game which I could have played for every hour that God sent. For the minute it came out, a brilliant, brilliant still, game. I think there's still playing tournaments. Aye, yeah. Well, it's it's for me, it's the best multiplayer game of all time. <laughs> 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 Make some claims so far. 
Genau. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm sticking by oh, that. Oh, stand by it. Definitely. No, Mario Kart, maybe. Right, but never mind. <laughs> right, so, uh, next one on the list is Batman Forever. I love Batman Forever. Unashamedly, I love it, I don't care. You can slag it all you want. The only downside of it is Tommy Lee Jones. I think everything else in it was brilliant. You didn't like Tommy Lee Jones? I thought he was terrible. I think they forgot to give him any lines. He just stands about laughing exactly. at the, the Riddler. Exactly. So be on this with you, I just sit here laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it, if they took him out and made Jim Carrey the Riddler that made Batman go to all these different places to, to save uh, lives with John McClane. <laughs> what a film so no, no I love Tommy Lee Jones as well did he? no I, I thought uh, Jim Carrey was good um, as a Riddler but he was just he was just the mask again wasn't he um, did this become before the mask or after? this was after the year after aye so aye, he was just playing the mask again for aye. me but um, Val Kilmer uh, a better Batman than he gets credit for I've said it um, it's no Michael Keaton no it's no Michael Keaton Nobody's Michael Keaton, <laughs> no. but my dream is that they do the Dark Knight Returns and they get Michael Keaton to play Batman again. Aye. Aye. That would, for me, that would be the absolute best. And they could technically get Jack Nicholson to play the Joker again. Because the Joker's a fair bit older than Batman anyway. So if, could you imagine it? Obviously, he killed him off in the movie. Aye, yeah. But. <laughs> comic book movies do you know what I mean I they can do whatever they want maybe they just get Thanos' glove clicks <laughs> clicks the Joker back into existence but that would be phenomenal but, oh phenomenal yay <laughs> right, uh, the, the thing about the, this film is the soundtrack the soundtrack was in aye, uh, Kiss from a Rose Kiss from a Rose by Seal and they hold me through we kiss me by you too that's right aye another, another film that, well, another Batman movie that the, the soundtrack was Absolutely incredible. Yeah. The original Batman Prince on the whole soundtrack. Yeah. Right? And you know your feelings on Prince. <laughs> mate. Still, to this day, the best gig that I've ever been to. Thanks to you, mate. Thanks to you. So, uh, I Batman Forever. Obviously, it gets it gets slated a wee bit, but I thought it was a good Batman movie. It was a good. It, obviously, it was a lot more. It wasn't as dark as the its no. two predecessors because Tim Burton doesn't know how to make films other than like <laughs> mad broody suicidal things. Aye. But uh, for me, really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it as well, especially at that, that time going to the cinema to watch it. I loved it at the time. I went to the cinema to see it as well. My uncle took me, uh, took me and my cousin. And I'll never forget. He used to, whenever my uncle would take us to the cinema, he would sit away for you so he could just sleep. <laughs> right. So um, this time he sat away for his And we went to get him after the film And he was still sleeping And when he got up he had sat on a big dodder of chewing gum man, And oh, it was welded right into his arse <laughs> <laughs> But aye uh, So if you're listening to this Angelo Remember that <laughs> uh, But Batman Forever uh, My wee boy loves it as well I mean, Batman and Robin was his favourite movie I must have had to watch that once a week For about Four years, man. But I know, but because of that, I've still got a wee bit of a soft spot for it. Um, and he and my wee boy, he he was a wee bit fierty Batman uh, forever at the beginning. Aye. I, I I was just two face. Right. Um, but like I said, the, for me, that's the only downside to that movie. It was 
um, Two Face because it was they could have been it could it could have been a perfect Harvey Dent and Two Face, but they went to comic booky right yeah. for um, see if it had been Tim Burton that had directed that film forget about Aye. it um, so we'll move, we'll move on for Batman Forever anyway and um, talk about Brad Pitt Morgan Freeman and I don't know he sh- sh- shall not be named are we allowed to talk about him I don't know if we're allowed to talk about him or not everybody's favourite beast <laughs> Kevin Spacey Um Listen, the guy's obviously a complete and utter waste of space, but Aye. his performance in this movie and another movie that we're going to yeah. talk about later on from he 1995. Was, he was on fire this year. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, there's, a, there's an argument here that I spoke to you about before uh, we started recording this. I think off the back of these two films, the only... The only other person that's got a claim to being the top man in 1995 is Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd get with the Kevin Spacey. You think so? Aye. Over, over the piece, his two films, if you put the both of them together, are, are better than Tom Hanks' two films if you put them together. Aye. Tom Hanks' other film, obviously, was Apollo 13. Yeah. But he was nominated for an Oscar for it. No, he wasn't actually. Was he not? He no. no? Uh, Ed Harris got nominated for an Oscar for that, but that was it. Aye, so, well, that's me. That's me putting my place in. I bet. Kevin Spacey won an Oscar, but not for this. We've not actually, we've not actually mentioned the name of the movie here, it's Seven. Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven, um, obviously based on the Seven Deadly Sins. It's about a serial killer that's um, killing people in the style. Um, of the Seven Deadly Sons, obviously, there was what uh, Envy, Sloth, um, whatever the hell the rest of them are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this film is uh, it's a brilliant one. It, a it's film. a really good film. This is the first time that you really got the, the star power of Brad Pitt, I would say. Uh, no? I actually think he's completely out of his depth. You think so? I think Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey are the absolute on. To be fair, that's like me and you taking a football out the back and getting a, <laughs> getting a kick about with Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> no, I mean, but you might have the best game of your life, but you're like, still you're still not going to be anywhere near it. Still learning his trade at this point. I think, think so. Especially the ending. I don't. I What's the in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? You know what? You're right. He was better in California than he was in this. Ah, uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like he ruins the film or anything. No, obviously still. not, but I've never been as happy as knowing that Gwyneth Paltrow got her head chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about that woman that rubs me the wrong way, man. Aye, I don't like her either. I think she's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, one of the scenes in this film, remember the, 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 the sloth scene? Ah. Uh, Is that the fine. one where it was like the big... Pure grotesque little beast person no, on the bed. No, it was a skinny thing. Right. It was just skin and bones lying on the bed. Right. Oh, oh aye, and it comes back to you like, woo! Because he, he's kept it alive. Aye. Oh, man, aye, and he jumped off the chair, man. When and I'm... it's John C. McGinley, who we spoke about for Platoon, remember? Ah. And Scrubs and all that he's in. It was him that goes up to the. That's right, aye. Does it, does it like, on and off? Oh, that's right. Oh, blew it. <laughs> 
I have some sparking. scenes you're definitely not expecting that. Aye, no definitely time. not. Aye, it's still alive. I had jump out your skin. Um, that's, there's some, some other really gruesome bits in Aye. this movie as well, man. Oh. The scene at the end of the, the, when he's in the car with Brad Pitt, he's, that is, he's phenomenal. Aye, because he's, uh, you know, like you, you kind of know what's coming. Like he, he basically tells him what's coming. Do you know what I mean? And he's no, he's no bright enough to figure yeah. it out. You're right, Brad Pitt was terrible on this film. <laughs> See if I had been John McLean, he'd have had that sorted. <laughs> Maybe five deadly sins ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on for for seven, and I'll just touch on this one. It's Pocahontas. Right. It was a huge film, obviously, Disney's second highest movie of right. that year. And the reason why I talk about this is because there was a lassie in Coat Bridge, right? And she had already had a, a daughter, right? And they had another daughter this year. And they let the first daughter name the new reign, <laughs> the new baby. And the daughter chose Pocahontas. <laughs> so... There's somebody cutting about in Coat Bridge. She's probably changed her name by now. <laughs> but there's somebody cutting about in Coat Bridge called Pocahontas McTavish or something like that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> right? And like, obviously we've got a mate that was allowed to name his wee brother as well and he named him after his favourite wrestler. But Brett is a far better name than Pocahontas, isn't it? <laughs> well, I didn't know that about Brett. Did you not? Aye, no. Barry named Brett. Why? There you go, yeah. You learn something new every day, easy. <laughs> right, so, we're coming to one that obviously you're going to be the, the person that talks about this because it is an absolute... It was one of the most expensive movies ever made. Mm-hmm. It features your your man. <laughs> uh, I forgot his name. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin Costner. Um, and it's... At the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made, am I yeah, right? Aye, and definitely. Waterworld, we're talking aye, about. Yeah. So what have you got to say about that? That was a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But it's not the big flop that everybody thinks it was. It actually grossed more money than Braveheart. Did it? Aye. It, 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 it's, it's no Braveheart, mate. The ninth biggest grossing movie of that year. The ninth? Uh, I think. Uh, definitely top ten anyway, but... Um, <laughs> shite mate I'm not going to try and defend it no it's absolute shite <laughs> but what it is it's trite <laughs> it's it ab- tried to killed Kevin Costner's career really didn't it or they derailed it for years did they have the postman after that aye became postman a, was a good film I enjoyed it but that got slaughtered as well but he became a joke figure after after that and things so, a critic at the time said the people have spoken and have decided that Kevin Costner just isn't cool anymore. So that's, that was the end of him. It's sad, isn't it? Right. It's sad when something like that happens. Because you mentioned Kevin Costner and that's kind of one of the first things that people remember is Waterworld, but I think he all the brilliant films. Dances with Wolves. Right. Obviously Robin Hood, which you love it. I, I think it's good. Uh, <laughs> it's not American Field, Flyers. No, Field of Dreams. Aye, Field of Dreams is a classic. and things like that. I mean. Tin Cup. Aye. Tin Cup was a good film as well. Um, I obviously The Untouchables. Um, he's been in more than that though. He's been in. It, he's kind of. He's one of these ones that are due a kind of 
Kenya Renaissance. Aye, with the Hatfields and McCoys. Aye, Superman as well. Man of Steel and the, the Jack Ryan movie and uh, Molly's Game. He was brilliant in that. It was only a wee role, but he was, he was good in it. Aye, and what like you said, that TV show that had the Hatfields and McCoys. Aye, Hatfields and McCoys, all the... The Golden Globes and Emmys and everything for it. Well, there you go, I, I suppose he has a kind of uh, mini renaissance of sorts. He deserves it for, we never even mentioned it, The Bodyguard. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, The Bodyguard, he was brilliant in it. Uh, that was a brilliant film, in fact, <laughs> Bodyguard. I'm going to watch that again. Uh, Aye, let's move swiftly on to Waterworld. Aye, so Waterworld <laughs> um, is now gone. And the next one, <laughs> uh, Rob Roy. Right. Rob Roy, yeah. I don't know a damn thing about it. It's completely overshadowed by Braveheart. So and, and it's a good it's, it's a long, long, long film and it's not as exciting as Braveheart. I mean, is it a good story? I've never seen it. No. Uh, it's, again it's not William Wallace, it's not a story as famous as that, but it's Tim Roth plays the baddie in it, and yeah. he's brilliant in it. Tim Roth's brilliant. Yeah, I think he got nominated for an Oscar actually he's He's fantastic in it. It's Liam Neeson plays Rob Roy. But the sword fight at the end between mm. the two is one of the best sword fights yeah, in movie minute. history. You're telling me that it wasn't a Scotsman playing Rob Roy? Jeez, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh. Liam Neeson, eh? And, uh, oh, John Hurt, he's the other baddie in it. He's brilliant in it aye. as well. Aye, John Hurt was But it. it's, it's a slog to watch as well. and Some of the dialogue's cringy, but, and it's not a patch on Braveheart, but... For that sword fight at the end, it's, that is absolutely brilliant. Aye. You think Liam Neeson's done? I think he's beat. Liam Neeson's been done for years, mate. <laughs> Since he put the phone down and taken, <laughs> that was him. It wasn't getting any better than that for the old Liamy boy. Um, aye, so Rob Roy, obviously, like I say, I've never seen it, so I can't really talk about it. Um, there's one here um, in the list, another one that I've not seen, so uh, take it away, Keezy Crimson Tide. Again, yeah. This is the first 15 I saw the pictures. Oh, oh. I think it was only 12. 12. Uh, 12 I think. Uh, it came out in the UK in November, so I, it was for my birthday that I went. No. So, mate, I had been 12. Ah, you would have been 13. 13. Just turned 13. Aye. Aye. But I looked about 9 when I was 13. Aye. So, okay. but me and my dad to the Parkhead Forge, um, we, I got a knockback first. Aye. And then the only other film I could go and see was Golden. I was like, I don't want to go and see. I want to see Gene Hackman. And my dad's That's like, what a kid doesn't want to go and see Golden. <laughs> my dad's like, ah, you're right. We'll, we'll try this little window. And my dad's like, ah, this is birthday day. Just, just let him in. He's, he'd be my best mate. My dad's like, and he's like, ah, you can go in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. That's brilliant. Brilliant. By the way, what is a great film? Your dad is the greatest guy ever. <laughs> Honestly, listen, see if he's ever got a chance to meet this guy. He makes you feel as if you're the only person in the room. <laughs> and and honestly, I've never met anybody that, that bucks you up as much as this guy. He's an absolute superstar. So he is. Aye. But me and my dad both love Gene Hackman, so that's why I wanted to go to this film. Aye. And the scenes between Hackman and Denzel Washington... The film's about, mm -hmm. they get a message through to launch a missile attack on Russia, but there's a second message that comes through mm -hmm. that's corrupted because there's a technical glitch and Gene Hackman, he says, right, but let's go, we're firing this missile, no questions asked, but Denzel Washington's arguing against it. No, we need to find out what this 
Fantastic. He's got all sorts of red herrings and all that. Ah, it's just a gripping thriller right to the end. More twists and turns than a <laughs> country road. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that sounds good actually. I'd, obviously, Gene Hackman's a, a master, but Denzel Washington, I'd, I'd struggle to name a film that he's been in that I thought was anything less than magic. But at this point, I didn't know who he was. Uh, really. Of course, uh, of course he was. But I agree with you, the two of them fantastic. The next, the next one in the list is a film, obviously. This is the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. Um, so that's got a play on words, obviously, with regards to Back to the Future, but also because we're Scottish. Aye, and we're and, great. Uh, <laughs> we are great. There's, there's no two ways about that. But this film was great, and it was about a great Scott as well, William Wallace. It's Braveheart we're talking about here. Yep. Um, my mate Star was in this film. Yeah. Aye, Jerry McSorley. Right. Um, you maybe know him better for Father Ted. He played Father Todd Unctuous and Father Ted as well. Right. But um, he was in this film. And Braveheart, if, if you're a Scottish person and you watch Braveheart and you don't want to run out into the street in a kilt with your face <laughs> painted, then there's something far wrong with you. Uh, it, it's, not the, it's not the masterpiece everybody makes it out to be. No, I think it's a great film. It's a great film, but the, there's a lot of historical inaccuracies oh, about it. I, I look by all that. I, I just... Uh, you're right, I mean... I you take it for what it is. You know what I mean? It's not... It, it's... Great. Mel Gibson, A, his accent was abysmal. <laughs> right? And see if it get made now. And Rob Roy as well. Another film where the Scotsman isn't right. played by a Scotsman. How come everything else, if, like, Bill Burr told a story about Brian Cranston playing a quadriplegic, right, yep. right in, a, in a film with Kevin Hart, what was the name of it again? The Upside? Uh, AI. The Upside. I watched it recently, it was brilliant. It's good, eh? Right? And people are saying, oh, why did you not get an actual quadriplegic to play the quadriplegic? <laughs> Right, because it's called acting, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, you don't hear me moaning about Billy Boyd and that playing Hobbits and no. Lord of the Rings, right? So, <laughs> if Braveheart get made the now and there wasn't an absolute furore about the fact that it wasn't a Scottish actor playing William Wallace, I'd be very disappointed. I liked Bill Gibson's William Wallace. So did that. He, okay, he didn't have the accent, but he's got the, just that movie magic about him. Oh, he's an incredible yeah, actor. Yeah. Do you know, again, I actually just, I was talking about you could get Jack Nicholson to play the Joker again. I think Mel Gibson would play a phenomenal Joker. Really, I said, see, the last time I seen a new Mel Gibson movie, it was, uh, it was The Expendables Part 3, right? <laughs> and I watched it and that's what I took away from it. I was like, Mel Gibson would be brilliant as a Joker. As an older Joker, ah, you know what I mean? He'd be, he'd be a cracking choice as a Don't Joker. forget how good he is. He's a great actor. Ah. You know what I mean? He's obviously, you're looking at the what he's came for, right? He, he started off, obviously, it was Mad Max was his first real big. And then he went on to a Lethal Weapon. Ah. The Lethal Weapon movies were excellent. Um, then like, films like uh, Ransom and stuff like that. Ah. It, it was, every film he was in was always 
pretty good. Even like the comedy ones, like what women want and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He, he always, he was always that building. Was the Patriot. <laughs> that was a brilliant film. The Patriot. That was him and uh, Heath Ledger. Aye. Aye. Aye, that was a pretty good film, if you want to remember. Uh, but Mel Gibson, he's another one that's had. He's made an arse it. I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you, you mentioned Mel Gibson now and you don't remember Braveheart no. and you don't remember no. Lethal Weapon and all that, but you remember I was the mad racist that he turned into. And so my fucking Lyco tickets! Aye, <laughs> 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 uh, so. Hey, um, the other thing about Braveheart's the spine tingling yeah, music, oh, the score of that. Aye, aye. Um, that makes you proud to be Scottish. Aye, I know. Where's my kilt? <laughs> <laughs> minutes, I'm so, so that, you know what, I don't really care that much for the Scottish national team, but Aye. Uh, if they somehow managed to qualify for the Euros, I would turn into bloody William Wallace with a kilt on, <laughs> jump on the bandwagon. Aye, you, be, you better believe it. <laughs> I know, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Scotland game, but see if they qualify, I'll be the biggest fan. <laughs> Aye, a beauty! <laughs> uh, so, we'll move on then for Brave Up. Um, and the next one that we're going to talk about just now is one that you you quite like, Keezy. I didn't like, actually. And it's first night. <laughs> so, we've talked about Rob Roy and Brave Up, and then we've got this first night. So, what was, what was first night about? That was um, the Knights of the Red Table, King Arthur, right. played by Sean Connery. Oh, so King Arthur, an Englishman, played by Sean Connery, a Scotsman. <laughs> you've got Rob Roy, played by an Irishman, and you've got William Wallace, played by an Australian-American. I tell the Braveheart story. The Braveheart story? What one? The wrestling one. Oh, right, I'm sorry, that's right. <laughs> I, so, anyway, uh, me and my mate Shug, we went to see this absolute shanty wrestling company, right? Um, and they, f- they filled the SEC, right? And it was a, it was a company called World Wrestling All Stars, right? So uh, Scott Steiner comes out and he, <laughs> he does this promo before the show. And he's saying, Oh, Scotland's such a trash country that they made a movie about their favourite son and they had to get an American to play him. <laughs> and I, I shout it, He's Australian, you prick! <laughs> Right? And Scott Steiner turned round and looked at me and he gave me this hundred yard stare <laughs> right? that is going to live with me until the day I go to my grave. I, absolutely. Now, if any of you don't know what Scott Steiner looks like, Google him <laughs> and you'll soon realise why I absolutely felt my jeans that night. And honestly, it was, pff, I, I was real fear. You see, like real terror sweats. That's what happened to me. Aye, sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, so, I <laughs> will move on to first night. That first night. Um, aye, so Richard Gere's playing Lancelot. Right. And Ben Cross is the baddie in it. For, uh, the first time I watched it, I thought, this film's brilliant. <laughs> but then you soon you quickly realise how terrible it is. Aye. And Sean Connery and Richard Gere. Uh, Did they not fall out uh, or something? Sean Connery <laughs> kept calling them out in front of everybody. So, oh, here's the diva now and... I think Richard Gere burst into tears. I think Sean Connery had him up against a wall at one point as well. But, uh, I think we know who the diva is in that <laughs> relationship, don't we? By the way, see, every time I hear a story about Sean Connery, I just, it makes me think he's more and more of an arsehole. Aye. Oh, uh, I can never, 
We can't slag Braveheart and we can't slag Sean Connery. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm slagging Sean Connery. <laughs> right? Um, and Sean, if you're out there listening, <laughs> you're the dick head in that relationship. <laughs> right, so uh, that moves us on to Under Siege 2. <laughs> Stevie boy. Aye. Big Stevers. So. Big, big <laughs> Steve LeBrock. <laughs> And he was big in this film because I think they had he got it in his contract that they could only film for certain angles because he had a big gut. Have you seen him recently? Aye. Aye, he, he, he's, he looks as if he's full of custard, man. <laughs> he's in, oh, he's some man. But what about Under Siege 2 anyway? Well, well the first one is Die Hard on a Ship and this one is Die Hard on a Train. And has this one got the Bob Fay Baywatch in it? Baywatch. Remember the last eight jumps out the cake? And oh no, one. no, she's not it. That'll be why I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I really wanted to talk about this film, I mean, it's garbage. Because uh, nobody, they couldn't get anybody to play the bad guy. So they just found some stage actor to play it. With, and it was alright. But what happened was that they'd hired uh, Gary Busey to be the bad guy in this film. Oh, but they killed him off in the first and, one, didn't and they? And Gary Busey signed the contract, and he, he put it into the contract, he gets paid no matter what happens. Signs the contract, and says, oh, by the way, my character got killed off in the first one. This all happened when Seagal was on holiday or something, so he didn't know anything about it, and the 700 grand came out of Seagal's paycheck. Gary Busey got 700 grand for it. Didn't do a thing. Seriously? <laughs> What a guy Gary oh, Busey is, isn't he? <laughs> what a guy. That's right, I remember that. You know you watch the uh, top ten videos on uh, on YouTube? Right. Like, like, uh, like top ten uh, mistakes in movies and stuff like that. That was one of the stories in, in one of the right. types of videos and I remember pissing myself <laughs> laughing when I heard it and I just thought to myself, do you know what? Good on him, man. Aye, Good on him. <laughs> 700 grand for having the feet up. <laughs> but know what they should have done? Wrote a part in uh, flashbacks and got the 700 grand's worth aye. of work out of them. So they should have... Actually, aye. You know I mean, hi Gary, is that right? Watch this, boy. <laughs> Just make it all flashbacks of him sitting in a room, <laughs> monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I underseas too a big a big load of nonsense, and I. Um, so the next one's, babe. Babe, movie about a talking pig. Aye, aye, that'll do, Keezy. That'll do. <laughs> aye, well, let's move on then. Uh, so Usual Suspects. Um, another another spacey. Masterpiece. This is the one he won the Oscar for. And rightfully so. The twist at the end of this movie is so good. But when it when it explains when you see the explanation of how he got his name. I know. about the room. (laughs) Again, I think the I think the Simpsons have ripped us off a few times as well, and loads of other things have ripped us off. Probably, no doubt. Uh, Wilson, (laughs) what a guy. Uh, But usual suspects is even even the Baldwin was good in this one. I know. You know what I mean? Um, See, it goes to show you how good the writing was. If was it Billy Baldwin that was in this one? Aye. Aye, Billy Baldwin. Um, he, no, Stephen. Stephen, Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. So it was, it was Stephen Baldwin. Even he was good on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
I don't think I've ever seen a good performance by a Baldwin apart from Alec Baldwin. Aye. Oh, no, no, no. Backdraft. Aye. That was Billy Baldwin in Backdraft. Aye. Baldwin, the least talented one. Aye. You drink up, Stephen. You're the weakest one. Yes, yes. Great film, Gabriel Byrne, brilliant. Aye. I mean, see, the, the, without the twist, the film's still a great film. Aye, aye, it's, it's, a, it's a great crime, crime caper. Aye. A great, uh, and the, what do you call the, the Spanish actor? Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, he's excellent in it as well. The, that scene, the, oh, with, in the line-up, mm-hmm. the famous scene, that's, that's brilliant. Oh. That's all, that is all. Uh, oh, I'd loved. Aye. Aye, all off the cuff. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how good they are. I know. You know what I mean? I take it Stephen Baldwin doesn't say anything in that scene. Stutters and stammers. My brother. <laughs> Aye, Usual Suspects is a brilliant film. If you've not seen Usual Suspects, um, I would urge you to go and watch it because I didn't see it until later on. Oh, right. um, it was, I don't know, I just, I, I didn't, it was something that didn't really interest me. Everybody raved about it all the time, but I was more into like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that right. this time. Um, and I, th- I thought Usual Suspects was, wasn't cute enough for me at the time. <laughs> Aye, but uh, like I say, I've seen it when I was... When, and I'm, do you know what? I'm glad I've seen it later because I don't think I would have fully understood it when I was... Ah, when well, it originally came out. Aye. To be honest with you. I, mean, um, I appreciated it more the second time I watched it as well. Aye. It's, aye I understood it a lot more. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll move on for usual suspects now, and this one is the reason that I wanted to add this one on the list. This, I think, I'm not a hundred percent. I think that won the the Razzie really? this year. Um, it was Showgirls. Oh, must have. Right, <laughs> utter utter travel. Right, <laughs> but this film get passed about in school, and there were certain scenes that <laughs> I'm surprised that the VHS could still play because <laughs> you rewind and rewind and watch that again and watch that again could be great up there we'd say by the bell aye and oh mate I think I was I, I always preferred her to the Tiffany Amber Thiessen. oh no chance no I did um, I, I don't know why I, I think I just I don't know but uh, Showgirls gave me a whole new a whole new uh, <laughs> view on her <laughs> What's her name again? Elizabeth something. Oh, God. What was her name? Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley, that's right. Aye, that was, again, another one of the first ones where I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in love. <laughs> I, I love you. Love you, Elizabeth Berkeley. Over that much, I forgot her name. <laughs> so, uh, we'll move on. Uh, the next one, nicely, is Ace Ventura, uh, When Nature Calls. I've got a major soft spot for this one. I loved Jim Carrey when I was a wee guy. One of the very first times that I went to cinema with my mates, we went uh, to see The Mask. Right. Which was the year before this, I think you were saying. Wasn't it, 94? I think it was, uh, I'm sure. <coughs> the Mask and Dumb and Dumb were the same year. That's right. Uh, but Jim Carrey's maybe got a, a stake to claim, a claim to stake for Star of the Year. Right. Well, Batman Forever. And was he not the first actor to make twenty million off a movie? And it was for Batman Forever. No, sorry. The story was that when he was a a failing actor at the beginning, he gave himself ten years 
and he wrote himself a cheque for twenty million dollars. Right. Right. And he dated it ten years from that date. And when he played the Riddler in Batman Forever, that was a film that gave him the twenty million. And he cashed his check in for himself for twenty million dollars. That's an amazing story. How cool is that story? Oh, that's man? brilliant. That's made me like him again. Uh, oh, did you not like him? I love Jim Carrey. Oh, I love Jim Carrey more now than I than I did back in the day, and I loved him back in the day. I think Jim Carrey, everybody thinks he's a lunatic, mm -hmm. but I think he's one of the few people that sees everything for what it actually is. Maybe, aye, and but he doesn't suffer fools gladly, and you know what? He's if if you've not seen it, watch the Netflix series, um, comedians and cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. Watch the Jim Carrey episode. It's brilliant. Watch it's it. brilliant. Um, but Ace Ventura when nature calls, man. Some of the, this is one of the ones that you quoted when you were a wee guy. <laughs> it's in the bone. It's in the bone! <laughs> um, and what else? Like, um, and you must be the Monopoly guy. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 bucks. I'm surprised he never, he never made another one. I think that was his... They done, a, they done an Ace Ventura Junior. Oh, there you go. Let's see about that the better. <laughs> um, I but um, pretty warm in these rhinos. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, oh, it was brilliant. It was... It was excellent, so so quotable these movies, um, and I'd probably say he's the character that he's most known for. Aye, Ace Ventura, definitely. Aye, if you aye, it showed that people a picture of all the Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, the ones that they would probably know the most would be The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. Oh, and Dumber as well. Aye, aye, fair enough, but. That's another one that shouldn't have had a sequel. I've never watched it. Ace Ventura should have had another sequel, but Dumb and Dumber should never have had a sequel <laughs> in the first place. No, I refused to watch it. Aye, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> um, so we'll move on for Ace Ventura now. And this is, I, I've got a, I love gangster movies, I love mafia movies, and this one's definitely up there with the best of all time uh, Casino. Aye. I watched that again recently, and see some of the some of the, the kills and some of the deaths that people get in it are pretty gruesome, man. Aye. But some of the performances in this film are outstanding. Sharon Stone's brilliant in it. And she get nominated for an Oscar for that, which is what happened incredibly to her? unusual for Sharon Stone, but she was brilliant in it. What happened to her? Remember she when she first? Again. Remember when she first came on the scene? And it was like uh, she she done um, basic instinct, Aye. and she was brilliant in that. And then she was excellent in this as well, excellent in Casino. And I never seen her doing anything good for years and years and years until I seen her in Alpha Dog. I thought she was pretty good in Alpha Dog, but the the prosthetics for her, she had she had a fat suit on, oh, right? Right, okay. and it completely took you out of the movie. But she was really good in the film. But because of the prosthetics, she just couldn't take her seriously. Right. It was weird, but um, she's she's great in Casino. Yeah, De Niro and Pesci. Pesci. Pesci is this. This is maybe even a better performance for Pesci than Goodfellas. I was going to say that, actually, aye. Yeah. And like, he sticks a boy's head in the vice and all that. Yeah. Oh, what, man. And see, the days with, with his end. Aye. That's oh, when he gets a baseball bat and gets his head caved in and... 
that's really, really, that, that's, that's particularly gruesome, the way he goes, man. Uh, you don't forget scenes like that. No, you don't, you don't, that's a Scorsese movie, yeah. you know what I mean, it's, he's, still, that, that goes back to, like, the quality of the writing, the quality, quality of the direction, and the quality of the actors. Yeah. See if you look at, what, The Irishman, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't Still seen not it. watched it yet, right? It's a slog, like you said, see how like, Rob Roy's a slog, but no. it's a decent film. The Irishman's a slog, but it's an amazing film, right? And it, it, it's like, I, I take the three films now together as like a kind of series. Even though it's different characters yeah, yeah. and it's about, it's it's like, a, like an anthology kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it, you see them for their younger years, all the way right through to their older years. And De Niro and... Scorsese and Pesci, the three of them work together so well, Aye. man, so so well. But uh, Casino um, stands up there, definitely in the in the top three gangster movies of all time for me. Definitely want to watch it again because it's a great film. Aye, and they're they're the masters. Um, but the next film that we're going to talk about as well is Get De Niro in it. Um, Heat, has it? It's the first time they ever appeared on screen together. Aye. Um obviously you've got Val Kilmer in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um who else have we got in this? Dennis Haysbutt's in it, which is the President Palmer for twenty four. Aye. Aye. Which President Palmer though? Oh no, David Palmer. <laughs> no, I've got other dumplings somehow. <laughs> Don't you talk about Wayne like that? <laughs> Aye, uh, so good, man. So good. Uh, the, the car chase scene in Heat uh, is phenomenal. I know I say phenomenal quite a bit, right? But there's <laughs> no other word to describe this. It's, everybody raves about the Blues Brothers car chase scene, right, which is excellent. For me, this is better. Right. Uh, it's just like the cinematography for it and all that, the way, the way it's shot. And I don't know how many times you're like that. <gasps> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you think that yeah, it's just so good. Um, obviously, the performances of the actors in this movie is really great. Um, oh, I, you know, I've got a soft spot for Val Kilmer, so I, I even like him. Oh, definitely, aye. Um, so again, another another like crime caper movie. Um, As that, you said, there is another podcast out there for. For all your heat fixes. Aye, so I think we're going to cut that, that this one short because <laughs> there's actually a podcast out there that breaks down every single minute <laughs> of heat and each podcast lasts <laughs> how long? Well, I know the last one was two hours, but I, I, it was a minimum of an hour. Right, I think. so a minimum of an hour, right? And it, each podcast is so dedicated... Two minutes of the movie? Or? I think it's one or two minutes of the movie. It's one or two, but to get an hour out of two minutes of a movie, when we're struggling to get an hour out of 37 movies, <laughs> it's, it's, what an achievement, oh, man. And as much as I like Heat, I'm not the super fun that no, is, that is uh, going to sit through that sort of thing. No. Um, so we'll move on for Heat anyway. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is Sudden Death. <laughs> I say we're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about it, Keezy. Okay. Van Daminator. Yeah. So this year we had, well, we had the sequel to Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. We've had Die Hard on a Train. Mm-hmm. 
which was a sequel to Die Hard on a ship in right. other siege films. This is Die Hard at an ice hockey game. Right. Remember the film earlier this year? It was Batista. Aye, the Batista. final score. Aye. I think that was called. So is that a sequel? Everybody said, oh, this is Die Hard at a ice hockey game. The West Ham game. Aye. I always thought, oh, this is just a remake of Sudden Death, really. Only instead of an ice hockey game, it's a, football. Uh, See, when you described this movie to me, that's the film I thought about. Aye. And we never, we've not actually said that off, no. off the mic. That's the film that I thought about. Um, I've not seen Sudden Death, but it's, I, it's the only Van Damme movie from, I'd say, 85 through to maybe 98 <laughs> that I've not seen. It's one of the best ones. Aye. It? Uh, it's, it's just an enjoyable movie. It is, it is, but it is terrorists have overtook the stadium. He's there with his kids. I think he was a former hockey player that never quite made it. Right, so he became a vigilante so warrior. He's the, he's the only one that can save the day against these terrorists, right? And um, Powers Booth's the bad guy in it. Powers Booth? Uh-huh. Oh, I love Powers Booth, man. So definitely watch it, but so there's a scene in it where the bad guys are on him and the only way to disguise himself, he puts the, the hockey gear on at the same time in the game, because there's a game going on at the same time. Can I goal. stop you now, mate? Please tell me. There's a bit where he does a roundhouse kick with an ice hockey boot on and slits a guy's throat. <laughs> there is not. He go- what happens is that he goes in goals. <laughs> <laughs> he's in goals for the game. He's pulling off save after save. Well, he's Van Damme. Do you know what I mean? He's got the reflexes of a cat. <laughs> it's like, this film's getting <laughs> You being a goal, you're selling all, mate. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't love that. <laughs> It was a complete and utter ludicrous, but it's fun for you start to finish. You should I watch it? Oh, definitely. Oh, aye. Aye. Jane, you would like it. Lucky would love it. Aye. Aye. Right, I'm a bit of a year out of watch now. <laughs> I, I love Van Damme, there's no reason why I shouldn't be watching that. Right, so, uh, the last film on the list now um, is a directorial debut yep. of everyone's favourite explosion artist, <laughs> Michael Bay. Right? And I'm going to tell you this right now, Keezy, we've not spoke about this movie, right? I don't think I've ever actually spoke to you about this movie in either of our lives. This is Bad no. Boys. Uh. I watched Bad Boys for the first time about a month ago because I seen the trailer for the third one and I thought, that looks pretty good. I need to check the first two to see if I've missed anything, <laughs> right? I didn't even get to the second one. Bad Boys is fucking shite. <laughs> I totally agree. We had, just don't get it at all. Now, see, when I, I reposted the, the, the trailer on Facebook and everybody was like, oh, yes, Bad Boys 3, amazing. And I went like that. I'm going to watch these. And Pud, our mate, Aye. Scott, messaged me on WhatsApp and says, don't watch Bad Boys, it's dug me. <laughs> and I says, I'll be the judge of that, Pud. So... <laughs> And I text him back about an hour and 35 minutes later, I says, mate, I should have listened to you. Aye. It, it was dreadful. I don't know why it's got this big cult following. I don't really think they're that likeable. That, they're not, that's they're exactly what I was going to say. Martin Lawrence, come on. <laughs> he got away with dressing up as a woman. <laughs> and nobody knew that it wasn't their granny. Right? <laughs> but, see, and what like you said there, what is that he like about Will Smith's character? He's rich already, right? He acts like a rich guy. Aye. He's 
women all over the place, right? What's they like about that? Mark Lawrence a nice married man in the movie, right? Um, Will Smith's character's just... I, I wanted him to get shot. I, I didn't <laughs> like him at all. And I love Will Smith. I love Will Smith. Even going back to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And before that, I loved his, his music with DJ Jazzy Jeff as well. But, um, nah, I... I no, why is this? Why are they making a film? Who other than Martin Lawrence wants this film? Who made? other than Martin Lawrence needs this film? <laughs> made, right, is what you're saying? Aye. I, like, there's a bit in the third trailer, um, the trailer for the third one. Sorry, and he says, "One last time." And he says, "One last time." And I thought to myself, "We don't need one last time." <laughs> no. Back to your bed, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I don't even think it's the right time for another Bad Boys movie. No, you're right. I mean, <laughs> so we'll hang there. We'll move on. Um, that's that's 1995, mate. Is that us covered? done everything, aye. Um, so I'm sure that there'll be a couple of films that use maybe like that we've left out. But don't be, don't be uh, backwards and coming forwards and letting us know all about it. Apollo 13. We left out. Apollo, I'll tell you what. I've actually got a list of a couple of movies here that we've left out. Right, mate. Okay. So we've left out Apollo 13. Purely because neither of the two has really liked it, and I, I, I mean, I liked it, but it was just liked it. It was nothing special about it. Well, it spawned one of the famous cinema lines of all oh, time. Oh, I yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Murder in the first. It's a brilliant film. It's Kevin Bacon who's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. He's on death row, and it's about Christian uh, Slater trying to. It's Christian Slater, he's lawyer or something. Um, I like yeah Bacon. I think it's something at the start of the movie. He's a young wee boy, and he robs something for five dollars right. at a shop. Uh-huh. But the shop's also a post office, which right. makes it a federal offence. Oh, he's in prison so for life. life. Right. Or whatever. Robbing, robbing a federal. Uh, aye, and then aye. other things happen to him in prison. I think he's he's in, he's in Alcatraz, and it's a good film. I haven't seen it for years, but it, it, mm-hmm. it was brilliant when I watched it. Right, well, but just cause. That's uh, Sean Connery is a lawyer trying to get a guy off. So that's the same film, though. <laughs> that's why we've left them out, isn't it? Because the two of them are identical. Lawrence Fishburne. Aye, guys falsely accused of murder or they don't know if he is or not. Ed Harris is in the film. He, mm-hmm. he uh, confesses to the crime and it's about Sean Connery trying to get the guy off with it. And there's right. twists and turns and twists and turns. And aye. That type of thing, aye. Worth a watch? Oh, definitely, aye. Right, uh, so then we've got... Um, Mulrats, that's, that's one of my ones actually, um, it's a Kevin Smith movie, this is how I was first introduced to Jane Silent Bob, right. I loved it, um, again if you're, if you're into that sort of, kind of reverend comedy kind of nonsense that, that Kevin Smith's characters bring then definitely get a watch, um, next one Cutthroat Island Never heard it, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> so this is famous for being the biggest disaster in film history. Um, what was the name Hold of it? Hold on, the... did we not cover Waterworld? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Waterworld would still make money yet. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, was it Carabo Studios, is that what? Carico. Aye. Aye. So this, this killed them off. They were a big, uh, they were a big studio. Uh, I think it, it cost a hundred million and made like two million or something. Seriously, it was a disaster. Who was Michael, in it? It was supposed to be Michael Douglas, right? But he dropped out after reading two pages of the script, I think, 
when they spelled his name wrong. <laughs> it was a uh, Matthew Modine or Matthew Modine. Aye. Aye. And Gina Davis. She's like the, the she's like the main character in that. So it's a pirate film and it's it was just it's It's not no, no pirates a Academy and I take it Right, so forget about that one, Kurt <laughs> Island. Um Dangerous Minds, a film that's more famous for its soundtrack than aye. its actual content. It was, it was a big hit at the time. It's alright. Aye, aye. It was alright, aye. I think it's been done to death before it and after it. Well, you had 187 with Samuel L. Jackson, aye. which was quite similar. Right, that's us, mate. Is it? That's us done. That's us doing our top three now? Aye, we're on to, we're on to top threes now. Right, so... Um, for me, I'm going to go first this time, right, right? Okay. because you've went first the last two times and that's no fair. Right. Right, so we're going to go, for me, I'm going to go, number three, I'm going to go for Casino. Right. Maybe be higher up the list, but looking at what I'm going for, for number two and number one, I think, I, that, I prefer those two films to that. To, to Casino, so that's why that's only made that into number three. But you still love it enough. Aye, for definitely. Three. So what about yourself? Number three for me is Toy Story. Toy Story at number three. That's a good shout. Um, right. Well, we've covered obviously why we love Toy Story, oh, so there's, there's no need to um to do that. Um, so number two for me. It was, a, it was going to be a toss-up here. It was going to be a toss-up between the one that I picked and Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Right? And I know that there's a lot better films on this list. But like I've said, just because they're better doesn't mean that they're my favourites. Oh, that's it. You know what I mean? Favorites. And like, again, as I said, see, me and my big mate Eugene used to quote these films to each other all the time. So <laughs> I'm going to go for... Um, well, I'm not going for Ace Ventura, sorry. That's why that would have been on my list. My number two is going to be Toy Story. Aye? Aye, I'm going to go for Toy Story for my number two. Purely because I love it, man. You know, I, it's a, it's a I love film. all the Pixar films. It's... So they are. Right, so what's your number two then? Die Hard with Avengers. Die Hard. Die Hard 3. Right. Um, again, don't need to explain why. No. John McLean, what a guy. <laughs> right. My number one, do you know what, I was going to go for Die Hard with a Vengeance, but I'm going to leave that off my list completely. Right. And I'm going to go for The Usual Suspects. Aye. Aye. Usual Suspects. Oh, Braveheart doesn't even make the list, man. It's not making mine either. Right, so... That's a good top three. What about you? So, my number one, we haven't spoke about the film yet. Um... It's the first film to ever make me cry. And Aye. I mean, proper cry, bawling my eyes out stuff. Or films have brought tears to my eyes before, like, Field of Dreams and things Aye. like that. This is... This made this, you great. This is the first one that made me cry, yeah. Proper, yeah. ugly, crying. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's called... A lot of people probably won't even have heard it. It's called Mr Holland's Opus. Right, so what's Mr Holland's Opus about then? It's about a guy that's wrote... He, he dreams of being a, a composer uh, mm -hmm. and uh, he's wrote this orchestral masterpiece this is his mm -hmm. that he's been working on for years but 
obviously life takes over, he gets married, stuff like that. So he, he takes on this uh, job, job as a, school, a music school teacher just to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. But then... He teaches them how life, to play Life takes over and the job becomes his life and the kind of the, his orchestral masterpiece gets tossed to the side. To the background. But it takes you through the history of America for the... 50s all the way up to the 90s mm-hmm. and history of music as well covers everything really uh, uh, well covers I never knew what that's what this was about it's Richard Dreyfuss is Mr Holland and he's who plays Opus <laughs> <laughs> um, he's it's an amazing performance and it's all that I don't want to say too much about it Aye. it's a hard it's probably a hard sell for people that haven't seen it because my mum came into the video shop says I've got a uh, Mr. Holland's Opus to watch Mr. Who's what? What is this? But then Mr. Watch, and then watch it. Oh, oh my God, what a film this is. Aye. It's, it's not a film I've seen, mate, to be honest with you, but uh, it, if you if you love it that much, oh, it's obviously it'd be something that I'd probably enjoy. all time. Top ten, easy. Do you know what? I get this movie mixed up with Captain Carelli's Mandolin. <laughs> and it's just because it's a just it's about music and it's got weird names. No, if you can try and find this film, if you love music in any way, Richard Dreyfus is a brilliant actor. Um, there's a f- very good few moments where it plugs at the heartstrings, but as I said, first movie ever made me cry, and it's it's a masterpiece. Right, so if you like movies that make you cry, <laughs> and you haven't seen Mr. Holland's Opus, then. Um, it's maybe time that you got yourself involved with it. Um, so, mate, that's that's the top three done as well. So it's time to move on to the at the quiz movie battle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Here really we go. Flew through those films. I know we did. No half. No half. Right. Oh, here we go, my man. Bruce Willis. Oh, for God's sake! Can we hear all night? <laughs> A man that we both love very Aye. much, who, by the way, has had about 15 million films. Aye, put the kettle on for this one. Aye, don't put the kettle on, because I'll forget after two fucking films, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> usual. Right, so it's Mr. Die Hard, Mr. Moonlighting himself, <laughs> Mr. Under the Boardwalk, Bruce, MNF, Willis. <laughs> right, so... I think we need to do at least 30. 30? There's no <laughs> way I'm getting 30 here. Right, you want to go first? Um, plus a coin again. Plus a coin? Right, okay. Oh, he's dropped it. <laughs> he's dropped it, trying to be a flash Harry. What's he done here? Look, oh, this is like trying to see a, <laughs> try to watch an old woman getting up off the ground after she's broken her hip. Right, flip it again. Oh, that didn't even flip there, what you? What's happened to you? Bottles went heads. Tails. <laughs> ah, shit. Right, okay, so, Mr. Bruce Willis, beginning in three, two, one. Die Hard. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> die Hard with a vengeance. Die Hard 4.0. <laughs> I'm not mentioning that other bloody film. I uh, bet you'll mention it if you're struggling for one again. <laughs> uh, the Sixth Sense. Sensei. Whole Nine Yards. Live free or die hard. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Hudson Hawk. 
Unbreakable. The last Boy Scout. That's what I was about to say there. Uh, let's see what we've got. The whole, whole ten yards. Split. Striking distance. Class. <laughs> Boxing Helena. Alpha Dog. Um, basic. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I can't. It's inside too. Actually, I was going to say that, but I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, no, he is in it, no. Is he? Uh, look who's talking. Look who's talking to. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, fifth element. Expendables. Expendables 2. G.I. Joe 2. 12 Monkeys. Did you see the fifth element? Aye. Look who's talking now. <laughs> I don't know if he's in it or not. I'm sure he will be. We can't up talking to yourself by then. Nah. Uh, 16 blocks. Oh no, man. This is hard. Ah, sugar. I know that there's going to be one that I've. that you just. It, like an obvious one. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Uh, a big pile of films has just come into my head. Are they? Aye. A big pile of films? Aye, I've got like four and five. Right, I'm done then. Right. <laughs> repeat me again, Keezy. That was a better one. Aye, that was good. That, that was, was a better one. Bruce Willis. Ah, oh, Keezy wins and that's 3 now now. Is that 3 or 4 now? I think we officially 3 now. We've played a couple of friendlies. Right, we need to get some guests in here. Aye. Right, so I think uh, what we'll do is we'll try and get somebody in for next week. Right, Um. Shouldn't be an issue uh, getting somebody good in aye. for next week, I So uh, keep listening, folks. Uh, that's us came at the end of 1995. Keezy yeah. streaks into a 3-0 lead in the Atacuru's movie battle. <laughs> um, and I'd really need to start getting down and studying. I'm going to know every actor's full filmography <laughs> by the end of this. But um, I... Say your, say your catchphrase, Keezy. And with that, we are out of time. So thanks very much for listening again, folks, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks again. Chris Toe here with a breaking news story. <laughs> At the end of this most recent podcast, in the actor queen's movie battle, <laughs> Graham McKee said that Bruce Willis was in a film called Boxing Helena. Yeah. I did not fact check this and was happy to take a defeat. <laughs> However, Mr McKee, honest as the day is long, yep. came back and said, mate, I think you beat me. I think... Boxing Helena wasn't a Bruce Willis movie. It wasn't even a movie. It was a movie. I know, but it was crap. Mate, what a story. About a guy that kept a bird under a bed in a box. Is that what that's about? Aye. Chop, chopped half her arms and legs and kept her in a box under a bed. Is that what 
Did he ever? Did Bruce Willis ever cameo in this movie? Bruce Willis was the lassie that got her arms chopped off. <laughs> so that actually means that it's now two one in the Atokwe's movie battle scoreboards. I'm sick. You should be sick. sick because you said that we could name 30. And by the way, we were near kicking the arse after. I think we must have got to at least 20 there. Aye, don't do Anyway, folks, that's a wee update at the end of the podcast. And once again, we are out of time. You get to see it now since I'm a joke. Aye, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, folks. Thanks see very you. much for listening.